In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with your latest edition of Southern Fried Soccer. Uh, today, I'm sitting down with Atlanta United midfielder Chris McCann. Uh, McCann was the fifth player announced acquired by Atlanta United. He is a native of Ireland. He signed His signing was announced in June of last year. He's coming off his second league start in a one, one, I'm sorry, a 2-2 draw at Philadelphia. His other start was at Seattle, and he also made a start in the League Cup at Miami. Chris, thank you very much for being here. Thanks. So you are, you've been a longtime professional soccer player. Uh, what are some of your first soccer memories growing up? Um, growing up, it was with my dad actually, um, back in Ireland, watching League of Ireland uh, football, which I've come a long way since then. The standard wasn't too too good back then, but just literally going to the little small stadium down the road from from uh, from our house and you know watching the local side. I think it was Bohemians at the time. Okay. Um, but just it stemmed from there really. My dad would you know get off work and come home and take me straight back out the door again to go and watch the game. So. From there, basically, even my uncle going to watch my uncle at the local soccer field up the road. My love of the game kind of just started from there, going and watching local sides, and you know, ended up playing in school for quite a bit, and then you know, I went on back and forth to England a couple of times on trial, and um, luckily enough, I got a little break with Burnley, and as they say, the rest is history. Just took me on this road to to Atlanta United. So, as your your kid growing up, who did you dream of playing for? Well, who was it at the time? Manchester United, Liverpool. Yeah, I think uh, when you come from Ireland, you got a choice of probably two teams. It's either Liverpool or Man United. That was me growing up. Um, obviously, my dad's big Liverpool fan. My okay. uncle, Liverpool fan. I think I went against the grain and chose Man United just to have a bit of a bit of rivalry in the house. So uh, it was always Man United growing up, watching like Eric Cantona, right. Hughes, and then obviously into Roy Keane and Ron Giggs and. Uh, you know, people like that, you know, especially Roy Keane being Irish, it was always an Irish kid's dream growing up watching this kind of player, you know, being from your home country, you want to emulate him and be like him and, you know, I always was driven to try to get myself to go and play in England, which I was fortunate enough to do. You don't seem as angry as Roy Keane on the field. No, I try not to be. I don't think there's too many people in life angrier than this guy, but, uh, you know, but that's occurred to him, you know, he was a young lad, he went from Ireland like myself and he was so driven, he went to Forest and, mm -hmm. you know, ended up at one of the biggest clubs in the world and he's probably one of the most famous Man United players ever, like, so, uh, you know, he was quite driven and I think when you're a kid from Ireland, to play in Ireland is not as attractive as to play in England, like, everybody mm -hmm. wants to go to England and, you know, I remember sitting in my house one day watching Man United playing and... I almost fell sick to my stomach saying, I really want to do this. And uh -huh. I said to my dad, I really want to do this. And, you know, it's it just, it's hard work, effort, dedication, you know, little sacrifices here and there. And, you know, luckily enough, it paid off for me in the end. When did you realize I could be a professional? Was there a moment in a game? Was there something you did or something that someone said to you? Um, it was, 
I actually remember the time when I was playing for Burnley at the time. Um, I might have been fifth, I think it was 15 or 16 at the time, and I'd literally only been over there six months, and we got a chance to train with the first team. And uh, I literally had one training session, and a couple of guys went down with injuries, and I remember playing in my first pre-season game for the youth team, actually, and I got a phone call that afternoon when I got back from that game saying, can you come in and see us in the office? It was the youth team manager. And yeah. I walked into the office and there was a black kid sitting there for me. He says, you're not with me anymore, you're with the first team. Oh, wow. So it was literally just, it came out of the blue, a couple of injuries. And there I was thrust straight into the first team. I think I made my debut against Coventry City. Oh, wow. <laughs> in the championship. Right. Um, I think it was 2000, maybe 2007, eight. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, it was just, it came completely out of the blue. And once I had that black kit, I was like, that's it, I'm never letting go of this. And, you know, I got a couple of lucky breaks with, as I said, with injuries and found myself in the team and I signed a long-term deal then with Burnley and, you know, the rest kind of just happened, fell into place and, you know, it was, it was an amazing time. Right. So you had no idea that when you were getting called in, that's what you're getting called in for? No, I thought oh, I was wow. in trouble, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it was, that was just it. If I came in, there's my kit sitting on the table and, you know, kind of that was the big boost and the big thing for me was right. a lot of problems with Irish kids going away, is it? this far they kind of tend to get homesick as it's probably different in America than when it's in England but from Ireland to England a lot of kids spend a lot of time in digs or in homes with other families and there's not a lot to do and you start going stir crazy mm-hmm. like there's nothing to fill your time and that's when homesickness kicks in so I tried to keep myself as busy as possible ultimately when I got that kit that was like the boost I needed to say well here mm. I've got a big opportunity now just give it a throw everything into it and you know, when I did, it was probably the best thing I ever did. You know, I've ended up having a good career to, thus far. So. so now flash forward to Atlanta United. You sign with Atlanta United. You go on loan to Coventry City. That's why we were laughing about that before. Um, so now you've been exposed to the different levels of soccer in England, and you've now played quite a bit in Major League Soccer. Can you compare what the similarities and differences are between the, the leagues? Yeah, it's for me, I've been telling the boys quite a lot that over here it's quite athletic, it's quite physical and you know it's quite intense and it's a lot of fitness, a lot, a lot of fitness which I wasn't quite, obviously I knew by watching the league that it was going to be a tough league but I didn't realise quite how tough it would be physically so um, it's always going to be different for, for boys coming from England because I think in England it's a lot more football based, there's a lot more possession, it's not as intense in long periods of games, it's more like they'll sit off and let you have it for a bit and then when it gets to certain areas, they press. But over here, it's like press, 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 which, you know, Tata has us doing quite a lot. And, you know, you can it can be quite a shock to the system for some people that when they're not used to playing that type of football to come over and to experience that, it probably took me a while to adjust, which it has taken a while to adjust. And I think that's probably normal for certain people, mm-hmm. you know, different styles, different leagues. And, uh, you know, slowly got the grips with it. You know, I feel over the last couple of weeks, I've tried to... Uh, I feel like over the last couple of weeks I've adapted a bit better to it and you know from speaking to Big Afro about it he seems to be happy enough for how things are progressing and you know it was always probably going to be the way that maybe that's probably a fault on my behalf that I probably didn't look enough into what it was going to require mm. maybe I'd come over and think it's going to be exactly the same as what it was at home but you know it's a learning curve for me and you know for me personally I love it over here you know I love the league and I've been speaking like I want to stay over here I think it's a fantastic opportunity for me and my family and you know, for this club to, to do well, and you know, all I want to do is do well for this club. And if you know, I felt great getting out on the pitch tonight, so I'm relishing the chance to try over the next couple of weeks 
you know, try to get back in the team and have a longer spell in the team and play a lot more minutes than what I have done. And, you know, hopefully that will work out. What was your um, I feel comfortable here moment, just culturally and soccer-wise? Um, I don't think culturally it's been a problem. I think, you know, I'm quite an easygoing person. I think, yeah, as you've probably noticed, everybody's quite a nice guy in the mm-hmm. change rooms. I, don't, I think they've made a real effort to bring in the right type of character to get that feel around the club that there's nobody really like, you know, as one for saying like a bad egg within the right, team. There's right. none like that. Everybody's like a good person off the field, which I think helps integrate everybody. And I think everybody was in the same boat when they came to the club. They all had to make that extra effort to get to know each other because we're an expansion club. We've never met each other before. And, you know, I think we've, we've done a real good job of, you know, bonding quite quickly and to be in the position we are in the league as a new team, I think that's, you know, a, a real good, a real good sign. Um, as on the field, I think it was always going to be probably that little bit difficult for all of us who have never played different styles, different mm-hmm. leagues coming together to try, you know, gel and get together as one. I think that was probably the hardest part and probably mm-hmm. results have been probably a mixed bag and people will understand that being a new team there was probably going to be like that but now we've been together for six months I don't think you can use that as an excuse anymore you've got to step up now we've been together long enough we've trained together long enough and you know I think we've got to if, if results aren't right we've got to look at ourselves and work harder to rectify their mistakes other than family members what do you miss most about Ireland and, and England? the weather <laughs> <laughs> no uh, no it's just as I said if if I had my family and friends here, I don't think I'd probably go back, to be honest. I love, okay. I love being over here. It's, I think my wife and kid love being here as well. There's such, there's so many things you can do over here. The weather plays a big part. In it. There's, there's all of these outdoor activities, you know. And once you're over here to do a job and you enjoy doing your job, I think everything takes care of itself. Mm, yeah. you, know, you don't need to worry about anything. I think when I come here to play football, I love coming in and playing football here every day. You know, I love coming in to see the guys. You know, and it's a fun place to be. And I think it doesn't feel like work when you go into a fun place. If, like if you can class this as your job every day, you don't have a problem, you know. And then couple that with the facilities we have, the stadium we have, the hype around the city that we have, it's 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 an amazing feeling to come in here every day and play this kind of stuff. So if, as you said, if I hadn't had family and friends back at home, probably this would be an ideal place for me. All right. Well, we're at ten minutes, so I'm going to cut it off here. Uh, Chris, anything you want to promote on social media? Any handles or anything you want to throw out there? Um, I have my Twitter handle. Got to get it up. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, CJ McCann Seven on Twitter. So if you want to go and give it a follow, more than welcome. All right. Thank you very much, Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And Southern Fried Soccer is now on iTunes, so please subscribe. Atlanta United is off for the next week and a half. It will host Dallas on September 10th in the opening of the $1.5 billion, I get that wrong all the time, billion dollar Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Atlanta United is in sixth in the East right now. Its next six games are at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It'll be the opportunity to solidify a playoff berth. Thank you, and have a good day. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. 
like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Mm-hmm.